I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. If you're a history buff who loves spending weekends at museums, then here's some good news for you. According to Indian Express, India and France are collaborating to create the Yuge Yugin Bharat National Museum in New Delhi. And it's going to be huge, covering 117,000 square meters. With such an impressive size, it will even surpass the British Museum in London and the Grand Louvre in Paris. This museum, which is expected to be complete by 2026, aims to tell visitors the story of India's civilization spanning 5,000 years. As per our understanding, the Yuge Yugin Bharat National Museum is seen as a window to the diverse Indian culture, seamlessly connecting the past, present and future. And by the looks of it, this flashy new project might just become the ultimate star among all Indian museums. But wait, what about other museums in the country? What I mean is that, despite being home to over a thousand museums, the conditions of many in India fall short of expectations. And why is that the case? Experts believe there is a lack of vision and motivation. Plus, just look at the budgets allocated for maintaining these museums. According to a Quartz article, the Ministry of Culture received a meagre 0.13% of the budget for 2017-2018 and this year's culture budget is a mere 0.075% of the total. And here's the thing, right? The ministry is responsible for all government museums in the country, which make up a significant 90% of all Indian museums, as reported by Hindu. However, these museums can't receive any aid from private partners and must solely rely on government funds. In an interview, Dr. Venu Vasudevan, former Director General of the National Museum in Delhi, highlighted that the museum is severely understaffed and faces outdated management practices. And again, it's because the government is reluctant to hire professionals and pay the appropriate salaries. Also, the ticket cost for locals at our government-run museums is only 20 rupees. On the other hand, the famous Louvre, which is the most popular museum in the world currently, charges 15 euros or 1,087 rupees for full-price tickets. Besides the lack of enough funds and government interest, a lot of these museums still follow an old-fashioned approach of displaying only a small portion of their collections. And the thing is, they often don't give visitors enough context to truly appreciate what they see. In an India Today article, Ashish Mohan, a culture critic and historian, points out that museums should be more than just preservers of culture like mummies. Instead, they should be vibrant spaces that nurture our cultural heritage. In fact, in an interview with Scroll, a digital news publication, Anupam Sa, a well-known conservation expert and the head of the Chhatrapati Shivaji Maharaj Vastu Sangrale Conservation Lab, pointed out the need for changing the hiring practices for conservationists in museums, especially in public institutions. He said, and I quote, If an institution like the National Museum in Delhi took that first step and started hiring trained art conservatives for official posts, it would set the best kind of example and change the game across the country, end quote. So the question now is, will the Yuge Yugi in Bharat National Museum truly narrate a compelling story? Or will it just become another forgotten museum?
for the next few minutes you are going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology business policy and anything that leaves you with food for thought hello i am farheen khan and this is the deep dive for 2nd august 2023 It's looking increasingly likely that China might just stumble into a recession. In the world's second largest economy, signs of weakness are popping up all over the place. The latest official data from the Chinese government reveals a troubling trend. Factory activity has been shrinking for a painful fourth consecutive month in July, and if that's not enough, the unemployment rate among young folks aged 16 to 24 has reached 21.3% in June, setting a fresh record. To top it all off, The second quarter GDP only managed a modest 6.3% growth from a year ago, falling short of the 7.3% predicted by Reuters analysts. Last week, the Chinese Communist Party's Politburo faced the music and admitted that the economy has been on a quote-unquote torturous progress ever since the pandemic restrictions were lifted. Well, you might recall that China lifted COVID restrictions only half a year ago, quite later than most of the major economies. According to the New York Times, China is facing its worst year-on-year economic decline, partly because western consumers have cut back on spending as central banks have raised rates. This has led to falling exports from China. Add to this weak consumer spending in the domestic market and a prolonged housing market slowdown. Economists are suggesting, as per the Wall Street Journal, that after decades of continued expansion, China may be due to a kind of reckoning seen in other economies. including Japan in the 1990s but China's leadership surprisingly is in no hurry to intervene no fiscal or monetary support has been announced yet neither for consumers nor for the factories the chinese government is not even wrapping up construction spending like it did in previous downturns the strategy of the chinese government appears to be wait and see after all It can be argued that the current state of China's economy is nothing but a normal post-pandemic soft patch since the country has just emerged from COVID lockdowns and it's obvious that it will take some time for the household incomes to bounce back and also didn't other countries labor market take their sweet little time to stabilize after the pandemic according to president xi jinping's two step strategic plan china will focus on socialist modernization until 2035 The current policies which have come at a huge cost to the economy are aimed at quote unquote high quality development. However, the Wall Street Journal's Nathaniel Taplin says it is dangerous that Beijing is mistaking the economy's current troubles for something transitory. I am quoting him, the next few months in Beijing could be critical for the course of China's economy over the next couple of years. So far, however, China's leadership still seems content to bake in the summer heat. and hope for the best end quote meanwhile in other news the downturn in china is showing its effect in other parts of the world last month shares of luxury goods maker lvmh and hermes international dropped as data showed china's economic growth trailing expectations both companies rely on china for manufacturing with a global recession looming overhead it seems that this time the world can't depend on china to save it If you like listening to the Signal Daily, please show us some support. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd love to hear what you have to say about this podcast, so feel free to shoot an email at hello@thesignal.co. At 
The Signal Daily is produced in association with IVM. The episode was written and researched by Anup and Sneha, edited and produced by Dinesh Narayanan and Manaswini, mastered and mixed by Manas and Nirvan. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are the signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter.